Welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. I am your host, David Cole, and this week we are talking about Indiana Jones. Uh, Dial of Destiny came out pretty recently. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll have been out for about two weeks, I think, maybe three weeks. I'm getting mixed up on the dates. Um, so it just, it, it, but pretty recently, either way. So, um, with Indiana Jones, one of the first people I would ever think to ask their opinions on Indiana Jones movies would be Christian Stafford. So I have Christian joining me and, um, what we've been watching these movies for 30, almost not 30, but 25 years, 20 years. Something like that. This is definitely another one of those movies where we started watching them probably way too early. Um, yeah, yeah, I would assume, you know, mom and dad cover your eyes on the scary parts and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, we still watch them off in the other room and caught up on what we missed anyway, but I I think for a long time, I think it was one of those things where we got, we benefited from the fact that I don't think our parents realized that, um, PG didn't always mean PG. And it didn't used to be a PG-13. Yeah, um, like this is firmly in that era. I'm pretty sure that the first, at least the first one, if not the second one as well, um, and maybe even all three of the original trilogy, were PG in a world where there wasn't PG-13. I'm kind of trying to fact, yeah, the first one is PG. So I'm, I'm trying to fact check myself while also not like taking forever to um, to like look them up while while we're on air. <laughs> so I don't want to have to edit a bunch of... Um, bunch of gaps in our conversation but i would assume that at least the first couple of them were if not all uh all three of the original trilogy so we definitely watched them you know probably before we should have so but you know we're not any worse for wear turned out fine we're fine so um we're gonna go ahead and do our top five which we're doing that well aware of the fact that there are only five of them um, that's kind of the point is that it's top five. So we're going to talk about all five movies. Uh, we have watched all five of them. Have you watched all five of them like recently? I've watched all five of them the, the last month. Okay. Yeah, same. So I think I started watching, I think we watched Raiders. We were in Michigan, which was mm-hmm. um, the second or third week of June. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, right now it's, they it's just ten- put them on Disney plus. So I yes. watched them right, right then. Yeah. So, um, so it is uh, timely. We've, we've, not you know we are obviously leaning on some nostalgia with indiana jones movies it's how could you not if you've been watching them for so long mm-hmm. but we've also uh recently gone back and and watched these movies so um pretty fresh in our minds and i don't know about you but i have a couple of hot takes that are probably gonna not you know add, not like really make people mad but uh we'll probably get some text messages from some people um about a couple of these movies we'll see but um, while I've been talking, I did I did fact check myself. So Temple of Doom is PG, but Tim, uh, but Last Crusade is PG thirteen. So uh, that that one did get marked thirteen, which is funny because it's definitely probably the most tame of the three. Probably. Definitely definitely more tame than Temple of Doom for sure. So um, I'm not sure exactly exactly. Uh, maybe the comparison between Raiders is pretty equal in terms of how graphic it is, but definitely temple of doom is more graphic than than last crusade so we benefited from the era of not having pg-13 as a as a rating that existed (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i mean that's the funniest story we can get into later about that one about the ones that i saw all the way through without supervision yes 
Yes, for sure. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and get into the top five. So um, we're going to just go through one movie at a time. And if we have them close, so like if your number five is my number five or number four, we'll go ahead and talk about it. But if I have it higher than that, if it's bigger than a one number gap, we'll wait until the person that has it higher has a chance to give their numbers in the top five. So without any further ado, what's your number five? My number five, I had Dial of Destiny. Okay, so I actually newest installment. I have it high enough that we're gonna wait. So okay. that, means that, 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 that means I have it at least three, which that's the first of my hot takes. The second of my hot takes is that my number five is Temple of Doom. Okay, I had and Temple of Doom at four, so, so not much higher. So um, I'll let you talk about it. I'm gonna go and go first because I had it five, and I won't go for super long. I think that like there's a couple of good things about it, and then pretty much everything else I didn't like on this recent most recent rewatch obviously Harrison Ford is incredible and you just he's so charismatic that you enjoy seeing him even that being said I think that maybe only Crystal Skull is the one where his impact is the least felt so like he's gonna have a positive impact on any movie he's in that's kind of my thesis for lack of a better term however I think in these five movies Crystal Skull and and Temple of Doom are the ones where I feel the positives that he brings um least so that's and that's part of it um another part of it i think first of all short round is incredible i wish he had been i wish he had, had a chance to come back in either of the last two movies um because he's one of my favorite parts of that movie as well mm-hmm. outside of that i think it's like probably the worst soundtrack of the original trilogy um and it is just really creepy you know, not like in a good way kind of creepy like Raiders in Last Crusade have creepy moments. So I'm not like just getting squeamish for no reason. It's, it's, it's unnecessarily almost, creepy. Yeah. It's like, like you could argue it's demonic. Like you could argue, you could yeah, argue I was gonna that. Yeah, I going to say, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> I mean, definitely get in on that. But so, it's different um, from bugs and snakes and rats. and Yeah. Or even skeletons and skulls yeah. and people's faces melting off. And like even that is, and it's just not, it isn't the same. Yeah. So that's part of it. Obviously, for me, that's definitely part of it. But even beyond that, um, visually, I think it's visually it might be the worst of the five. There's so many times where you can see the you can like see the special effects, and that's never a mm-hmm. good thing. Uh, you can tell they're you know going across a matte painting, and the you know the background is just like a painting, and they're walking across something. It just doesn't always look good. And I haven't even brought up the absolute worst part. Um, Will what's her name? Billy Willie. Uh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna Will, on Willie. It. I think I think it's Willie, but it's Will, so Willie, wrong. Willie George. I mean, she is. She's I think she's the worst character. She's the worst character in any Indiana Jones movie. To uh, Will, quote Willie. Henry Jones Senior, she is absolutely intolerable. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that like that is why I have it number five. I wouldn't say that it's without any merit. I would just say like it is the one that I if if. If for some reason I, I was I was going to rewatch all five of these again soon, this would be the one that I would be the least looking forward to for sure. Um, and I know there there are a lot of people that would die on the hill of its at, at worst its third. Um, but I, I just it's just not for me. So what um what else would you say? Like I'm sure I'm missing some positives here. So what else would you say? Like has this at number four and not number five for you? Yeah, I think. Part of the positives for this one, you know, there are a bunch of negatives in this, which I feel like lends more to the positive 
that Harrison Ford brings to the movie. It's like, you know, if the uh, if Temple of Doom is, and pardon the expression, but if it's the turn the punch bowl for the Indiana Jones series, yeah, Harrison Ford in this movie is the inverse of that. Like he's the one bright spot in the movie um obviously you know shorty's great in the movie i agree i wish he could have made it into uh, the most recent installment um i feel like part of the um the reason that i have it just a little bit higher than dial was just because you do get a lot more actual input from indie in this movie um at the same time this one is happens completely by accident the entire movie is by pure happenstance um and it's just kind of like random side quest that indy went on in between other major events in his life um so other than that i agree this the um soundtrack probably is the weakest of the movies the main theme for it is really really good and feel like ranks up there but the rest of it doesn't really bring anything else new or anything interesting to it yeah um but like the theme for the uh like the slave revolt at the end is really good um and that's probably the best you can say about it i've said this before that temple of doom does kind of feel like a really really high grade b movie like this is as mm-hmm. good as a b movie can possibly be yeah um, and it's just in between where it's like they caught Harrison on a good day when he wasn't busy with something else. And it was like, Hey, you want to come record, uh, you know, a new, a new indie movie, just come hang out. And that was all it really was. Cause it's kind of just him running around having fun on the, on the set. And that's really all that's going on in the movie. Yeah. And, and I will say the bridge sequence is like a classic, mm-hmm. um, Indiana Jones scene. It's right? good. So- but then you've also got like, them fall into the water with the crocodiles and it's just footage yeah. from national geographic now, i just mean i just mean the bridge yeah not after but like the ridge them on the bridge him breaking the bridge and then like the where, where that ends up is not always as great but but before that i think that like those moments around that area mm-hmm. um that is like a classic yeah. classic it is like Jones a, yeah it's a very moment. classic scene of him you know raising the sword getting ready to cut it in half and do all that is definitely in one of those scenes that you think about when you come to that. Um, so, yeah. So that is my number five and it's your number four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then my number four is the kingdom of the crystal skull, which is your okay. number three, three. So we're clicking through your list a little bit, but we'll slow down in a second. So um, you have it number three, which some people that would be really high for some people. So mm-hmm. you, why don't you go ahead and start, and I'll kind of chime in after after you get a chance to to, to get us get us underway. Yeah. So there was definitely a time when you know it was the original younger Harrison movies, and then Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. This most recent time that I rewatched it, though, a lot of the complaints that people had about the movie just didn't hold up, and they w- didn't seem as egregious to me as all the garbage that people give to it. Yeah. Um, the whole, you know, sword fighting on the trucks wasn't as bad the second time through the, um, the, like the scene of like mutt swinging through the trees with the monkeys is goofy. And that one isn't great. And, um, 
why am I blanking on her name? Uh, uh Kate Blanchett or Mary? Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I know. I should know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett's no. character in that just isn't great. No, um, she's. It's super inconsistent, and the character's a cool idea, and it kind of fits for the time period that they're you're in. You know, they're instead of worrying about Nazis, they're more worried about you know it's, it's the Cold War, so they're worried about you know it's the, the Red Scare, um, and dealing with all of that. Mm-hmm. But there are other parts of the movie that are just really really good. This one is probably the last one of the last movies that we really got to see of. Harrison Ford being like true Harrison Ford, just like indie action hero Harrison Ford instead of being like the older, wiser. Probably this and um, of the Force Awakens are probably the last two that you really get a chance to see him like that. Um, so watching this the second time through because I rewatched it after watching Dial of Destiny, which we'll get into more in just a little bit. Yeah, but um, his age really started to become apparent. Yeah, and for sure. he started to slow down. He was just more tired. He wasn't as mobile. Um, still fantastic. I still love him. But that was definitely more apparent. Even in this one, in Crystal, there are definitely scenes where you see him get ready to do something, and then it switches so you can't see his face, and then he does something cool. So <laughs> it's definitely not him. Yeah. But um, you know, he's able, that physicality that Harrison Ford brings to a movie um, wasn't really there. The you still have to have the same tropes of there being, you know, bugs and skeletons and stuff all over the place. The ant scene is terrifying to this day. Um, having the big Russian guy that he's fighting in the middle of all the ants and stuff is really cool. Um, I feel like the premise of the movie with it being like aliens, but also kind of weird interdimensional beings is kind of odd um, and kind of, I feel like Spielberg kind of got, got away from himself a little bit there, but um, the rest of the movie is really good. It plays well into nostalgia in an appropriate way, um, and you know, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I on my rewatch, I was the whole time I was like, man, I'm gonna have to show. Like watching it with Stacy, I was like, uh, Raiders, I'm not at all embarrassed of that. Temple of Doom, I'm not really embarrassed of like showing it to her. It's just like weird. And then I ended up actually not liking it that much. And then obviously Last Crusade, I'm like, this is incredible. And Rangers the same way. I was like, I don't know about Crystal Skull. And we watched it and we were both kind of like, this is not bad. You don't have to qualify as much. It's not bad. Like, it's fine. It's not great is the thing. Um, so obviously, but it's just like, I was talking, I, I've, I've had this conversation a few with a few, with a few different people because of watching these movies look at any franchise that comes back after a long hiatus and it almost never um, is well received. It's never going to be quite as good as the originals. And part of that is just like, what else can you do? Uh, you know, there, there was, you know, there were movies that were, had stopped being made for a reason and you're coming back to them way later. You know, it's different than something like star Wars where you have this whole universe. You can bring in a bunch of new characters and, and continue moving forward and, and not have to, um worry about just retreading the same ground but with something like indiana jones where it's meant to be a serial anyways meaning it's meant to be kind of the same story over and over again and different with different proper nouns changing um from movie to movie you know indiana jones starts the the movie by finding something and then losing it and then almost dying and then meeting some new characters and then learning about some new artifact and that artifact is the main artifact of the movie 
and spends the whole movie trying to get it, usually gets beat or used to get there by Nazis or some bad guy. And then the whole movie, he's skeptical about the, whether the the artifact in question is going to work or not. And it's going to be real or not, you know, quote unquote real. Yeah. And then in the end of the movie, it's always real. It's always real. It always yeah. works. And mm-hmm. along the way, he always fights some big muscle bound dude. And there's a few like, oh, he always has a, a fight scene on a, on a, on a moving vehicle. Like there's some tropes that happen and they happen in every single movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a YouTube video leading up to Dial of Destiny that this person also included it in Dial of Destiny, but he had like a list of like seven or eight tropes that were in all of these movies. And it was like, that isn't even like a negative is the thing that isn't like, mm-hmm. oh, this no, is they a- exist for that. Like This is a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so having that happen- charm. Yes, exactly. And so so people were complaining about some of that stuff in, in Kingdom of the Crystal School, like the aliens was a huge talking point. I remember people being like, is aliens really like aliens? And I'm like, well, the whole movie, they told you it was going to be aliens. Like they, like like, they, like they the were never seen. They're at Area 51. Come yeah. on. Like, what and, did you think was going to happen? And when is an Indiana Jones movie ever had the art of, sorry, the artifact not be uh, real? Some kind of a, yeah. Not actually like work. So that didn't bother me at all. My biggest problem with it, and, and Mutt didn't bother me at all either, like Mm-mm. at all. No, he actually holds um, up fine. He was good, I thought. He was totally fine. And the only problem I really had with, in terms of the characters and the cast, was Kate Blanchett. And I love Kate Blanchett. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. She's awful in this movie. Her accent is terrible. Um, it's inconsistent. Even within the same sentence, it will stop and start. That To me, it's like, if you're Steven Spielberg and you're realizing that, then maybe you just like have to recast or make her not Russian. And I, I don't know what you do or just have her not speak Russian. And maybe she like moved to Russia, uh, you know, who knows? Change her well, backstory. Especially if you're going to talk about how distinctive her accent is and yeah. it's just all over the place. Like if you have, so, if you dedicate lines to that, you need to have that right. Yeah. And so that is, in it, it wouldn't bother me that bad if it was like once or twice, but it's like the entire, she's the, the main villain. So she's in mm-hmm. so much of the movie. So it isn't like, you know, it, some of the bad guys in other movies are, are in, are in these movies much less than she is. She's very prominent. Um, and I wish she was better because I like her as an actress in terms of him being older. I don't mind that anymore. I, I, I'm sure I did when I, when I was younger, but it's kind of cool to just see a different version of Indy. I think we get that again with Dial of Destiny, where it's even an even different version of Indy. Um, so I enjoy that. You know, there's some cheesy moments for sure. There's some cheesy scenes that, oh, yeah. that aren't as good. And that's why I had it number four, uh, because there are definitely some things in it that keep it from being in that top two. Yeah. Um, but it still, to me, is enjoyable, and I think it's definitely like a, a not. It's a not bad movie. <laughs> like I don't care if you say, "Oh, it's not great." Sure, it's not, but it's totally fine. It may be even kind of good in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely think it is. There's some cheesy stuff in there, but I think if you look past that and you get over some like Kate Blanchett accent problems, then you can have a good time watching this movie still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a good, you know, popcorn muncher movie, and that's what the Indiana Jones series is. Yeah. Um, I think, and you mentioned this earlier about how formulaic the movies are. They all follow the same pattern. I feel like part of the reason that I liked Crystal Skull better is because while it does follow that, it still freshens it up a little bit mm-hmm. and doesn't rely on that as much as, or it doesn't do it as clumsily as Temple of Doom does. Yeah. Like Temple yeah. of Doom is very much like there's this part, then there's this part, then there's this part. And yeah. they all happen really fast. And then in yeah. this one, it's kind of 
a more smooth transition between them. Yeah, I I definitely get that. Um, so here, this is the list of tropes. Okay, there's probably more of them too, but one of them is the logo fade, where the mountain becomes like the Paramount Mountain becomes, becomes a mountain in a the mountain distance. or 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 a uh, um, um, Timon Hill, um, mm. Meerkat Hill. Yeah, I can't think of the word for Meerkat, so I had to say just say Timon. Um, so then there's the prologue, basically, where there's like it's him chasing after some relic and he loses it or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a scene of him being a professor, um, and then there's like the map with, with like showing the them hopping from where they're like places. yeah moving. Where there's like a red line moving across where as they're traveling, um, just having puzzles and booby traps in these like tombs and stuff, having like some kind of creepy crawly like a bug, an ant, a snake, a whatever, you know, a, um, rats. What rats eels and the new one having the big giant henchman um having a car or a vehicle chase having some kind of a supernatural thing happen like you know they, they open up the the ark of the covenant that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and then in the end indiana jones does not does not actually get to have the thing he's been chasing the, the whole time yeah. so that's and there's and that's, always a scene where he goes back for his hat wait that too um so like there's probably a lot more that's just like some of the big ones that you would think of and that's a lot <laughs> so um that and that's how this movie franchise is so that's why i'm, I'm not gonna hold it against it if it's kind of at sometimes being kind of repetitive if you don't like that that's fine you probably don't love this franchise then but and that's fine too but if you do love this franchise and you get to be honest with yourself and realize that they're kind of all the same movie and some, some of them are way better at the mm-hmm. at the formula but they're kind of all the same movie <laughs> yeah. um okay so are we good with crystal school do you want to move on to oh, my number three and your your number five, uh, Dial of Destiny. So, I'll I'll start us off, and you can kind of undercut me as to why it shouldn't be this high. And it it may just be purely like I just saw it, and um, it's fresh. If I you know in five years it may fall to four or, or five even. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying that this is 100 percent the correct opinion. This is just where I'm at with it right now. Um, I had a really good time with it. I I mm-hmm. it had fewer cringy cheesy moments than crystal school or temple of doom um and i mean i I can see some people saying like oh fill in the blank character was kind of cringy to me and i would not say they were wrong i I would just say like it just didn't hit me the same way i can see someone saying that phoebe waller bridge is the goddaughter uh character um helena i can see some people saying that she's cringe or maybe the kid um i don't remember his name right now uh teddy I can see people saying that yeah. he's kind of cringing in some moments. That just it didn't hit me that way. And maybe it will on the on the next watch or whatever. Um I also I loved the flashback scene in the beginning. Um let's try to avoid just big picture spoilers, but like if you've seen the trailer, you you know that there's de-aged Harrison Ford. So um we won't we won't like spoil, I don't know, we may have to have a spoiler section. So let's 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 do non-spoilers for a minute. Okay. Um and then we'll give a big spoiler warning. Um, so we know that there's a de-aging thing and I thought overall it worked for me. I thought it's some of the best de-aging I've seen. Now, granted, it's still not perfect. Like you can still tell, you can tell it's not right. Even if you were, um, even if I didn't, even if I didn't know he was that old, like even if I just somehow didn't didn't know who he was, you can just tell it's not right. Um, but it was not bad. I I thought the actual, the biggest tell as to why he didn't look or the biggest tell is to uh, just that he was not the age that they were trying to make him look like he was was his voice actually 
um, which you just kind of can't, has can't change that unless you're going to a lot over the years. Yeah, I mean, and, and you can't change that unless you're going to um, like somehow pull pull audio from other movies, like they did with um, in Force Awakens with yeah. with uh, making Alec Guinness say Ray. Alec Guinness, or, yeah. um, or like they do with uh, that's one James word. Jones. Yeah, and that's you know, yeah. That, that also they've recorded a bunch of extra footage, so like. It's just different. They just didn't prepare for it in the way that they did for for uh, James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. So, um, other than that, though, I enjoyed the additions of Antonio Banderas. I really liked, and, and Toby Jones was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen was a really good villain, and the, getting to see uh, Sala and Marion again um, was really great. The um, if you've seen the cast list, you've seen that we don't have Shia LaBeouf in this movie. So I won't spoil anything, but the reason why he isn't out in the movie, I thought was really great, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be careful, yeah. so I'm not yeah. spoiling anything. Uh, you know, I really had very few problems with the movie. Like I think that it just is not going to hold up because he's so much older, so it's not the same. But if you're looking for something that's a little bit different, I think this is the most different Indiana Jones movie we've ever had. And so I kind of enjoy that. You get to see him in his old age, um, clearly... In, in over his head I mean, he's, he's always in over his head but he's usually able to do these above he can kind of he's superhero work his feats. way out of it well he yeah and part of it is that he does these superhero feats and he's super lucky and they like even kind of nod to that like in last crusade there's moments where like he's like looking around like what just happened how that just happened um so like the movies even kind of realize he shouldn't be getting out of this alive and yeah he is um so I mean, he still does some pretty cool stuff in this movie. It isn't just like he's a useless old man. Uh, he's definitely the most aged that we've seen him, and they they play into that. It's not just like them pretending he's not old. If they had done that, I would have been really annoyed. <laughs> so they definitely like give us what, what what would he be like in his old age, in a new era. Um, and so I appreciate that storytelling, and I'm trying not to spoil anything else. So I'll let you go for a few minutes, and then we will... Do some spoilers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, to tell you the truth, you may have kind of sold me on it a little bit because I haven't had a huge opportunity to talk about it in depth. Like we, you and I talked about it a little bit yeah, after like we saw minutes. it, but yeah. I haven't really had the opportunity to talk it through. Um, so I was trying to kind of sort through it in my own head. And, you know, there are definitely things about it that I felt like were cringy. I felt like Helena was a little bit cringy, but it wasn't intolerable. Like I yeah, feel like there were just sure. time. There were times. It's when not it was really. Like, Okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, not that. It's not that bad. Um, but like there were definitely times when I was like, mm, okay, like I'll allow it, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like that, like that's going to change anything. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there were, uh, you know, I'm going to, I ch- choose to ignore it because I love the movies, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was great to see John Reese Davies and Karen Allen again as Sala and Marion. I didn't realize Antonio Banderas was in the movie. So that was kind yes. of a surprise. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, 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 cool character. Know, you didn't know him. I didn't know he was cast in the film at all. It, but you before I saw him, when you saw and then him I was in like, the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it yeah. and it fit well. I like like his character. Um, there were a couple of characters that I, you know, felt like were kind of irritating. Um, the the one henchman that was like. The, trigger trigger yes, happy guy he was annoying he was kind of annoying 
Yeah, but he, he was kind of he kind of was supposed to be, so I didn't hold it against the movie. Yeah. Like he definitely well, was supposed to be the guy that you're like, man, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's the you know he's, he's the one you want to get killed the whole time. Yeah, um, so that's kind of okay. And I but... feel like they also used him to split the big henchman. Yeah, into two characters because you know, eighty-two year old Indiana Jones isn't gonna fight the muscle-bound henchman, anymore, sure. which is kind of a big part of the movie. So they do a really interest the do a really interesting take on that yeah um, which kind of i think it kind of pulls from the movie a little bit but you know it's necessary so i understand why it, why they changed it um and then had him have a confrontation with trigger trigger instead for yeah. whatever his name is but it's um, Clay, Claver. Claver. So it's, 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 yes. it's boyd holbrook's character who i i yeah. know the actor but like yeah. um yeah he like harrison or harrison indy punches him like seven times <laughs> In that movie, in this movie, oh yeah, he, like, he takes it. He takes it from Indy several times. Yeah. Um, there were definitely some fun parts where um, you know, you see Indy relying more on his intelligence and him being able to still be adaptable in situations instead of him just being like, you know, really strong or like just barely fast enough to get by. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely some times like times like that that are that are fun to see um i think part of it is just you know it's hard to see your heroes get old mm-hmm. and yeah. part of that was just kind of like uh i don't i don't i don't like that part and that's not yeah. that's not for me no thank you um <laughs> but at the same time like it, it's it is really a great movie i very much enjoyed it mads mickelson as always is phenomenal i've mm-hmm. never seen him do anything that he's not been a phenomenal character yeah the villain in particular um especially in this one mm-hmm. yeah. um, it does a really really good job um teddy you know, kind of kind of irritating at times. Um, also, I really thought his character was going to be Shorty the whole time. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, that's not him. Never mind. <laughs> but um, on a whole, the movie is really, really good. And for me, these these last three movies, Gene, Crystal Temple, and Dial, are almost interchangeable. Um, so there's yeah. not a whole lot of separation for any of them for me. Yeah, I would and agree. If I if I rewatch them today, my order would probably change again. Yeah. Um and the so whole the whole point of kind of where just, I stand with it. The whole point of the exercise is really to just like talk about the movies and like we'll give them a number rank for now, but like I'm not married to it. You're not married, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's easy to change. I mean, there are certain things that are probably not gonna change, but there are definitely I, I wouldn't be shocked if my bottom three or if your bottom three changed like you're talking about. Uh, before we take a quick break, though, just one quick spoiler warning. We're going to talk for a couple minutes. Spoilers. Uh, not for very long, though. And then we'll have a break after that. So you can fast forward until the uh, break here if you have not seen the movie. I think the only big thing to talk about, spoiler-wise, is um, the time travel stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. So... Like I kind of was hinting at for Crystal Skull, they they kept telling you it was gonna it was gonna work. Like you know, they were saying this this thing can help you travel through time. And in every other Indiana Jones movie, whether it's the Sankara Stones or every whether it's the Crystal Skull, one it always worked. Work. What makes you think this one won't? So, did you have any problem with any of the time travel stuff at the end? Or I I feel like it's a similar kind of a thing to the aliens. Like it's not the execution of it it's more just the 
the gimmick in and of itself. Yeah. Like it's kind of like okay, we're going to do time travel. Okay. Um that's you know that's that's interesting. I they definitely took it a different direction than what I thought they would. Um because you know there's a moment in the movie in I guess for in the spoilers part yeah, of where, kinda, where Indy just kind of gives up and it's kind of like nope, this is where I'm going to be, I guess. Yeah. Which, I, I, was I like, wish that he had uh, come to his own. Like I wish that they had that she had maybe maybe she had been able to talk it through with him and get him to change his mind versus just like knocking him out and making him come back. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I don't have a problem with any of it other than no. that one moment. Um, and I actually, in fact, I think the Crystal Skull and the Dial, I like them both better than than the Sankara Stones as like a plot point. Um, I think that like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do some big spiritual thing like something around, um, like you know the Ark of the Covenant or the the uh, Holy Grail, then go crazy. You know, aliens and time travel. Like let's let's get nuts. Like because you know there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of artifacts that are famous enough mm -hmm. that are not religious based right so then you almost have to go something wild like time yeah. travel or um or aliens so i don't have a problem with that um but i think that's really the only big spoiler to talk about is that they do actually like travel through time um so that that was neat i thought it was a cool thing to see and it didn't work out how you thought it did and it still led to the villain's demise which is a part of indiana jones tropes as well so yeah Okay, so I think we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back with our top two. Um, we're almost there; two more left, and I, we, you know, obviously, we know what we know what they are. <laughs> it's just a matter of placement. So we'll get back to that in just one minute after a quick break. And we are back, talking about Indiana Jones. <laughs> so, um, like we talked about for a second there. Um, I just want to kind of highlight it. We talked about it off air a little bit too. Um, I, we feel like the franchise comes in two different tiers. There's the bottom three and the top two. And I really wouldn't argue with you if you had any of the three movies that either one of us had in our bottom three in really any order, as long as they were not the top two. And I don't really care what order you have the top two in, as long as they are first or second. Um, it's kind of like Star Wars where I see things in tiers and there's the top tier and there's another tier down and another tier down. For me, um, this franchise really just has two, the top tier and then the not top tier. Um, and those are still enjoyable in their own way to some extent, but not, they're not the top tier. So let's go ahead and get into have, the top tier. <laughs> yeah. If you have any of those other three in the top two, you're just wrong. Like, yeah, like you're just, just wrong. I feel like you're trying too hard. It's Okay. But you're wrong. <laughs> so uh, let's get into those two movies. Your number two. What's your number two here? My number two is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. That is my number one, mm. uh, which it didn't used to be. It used to be my number two. It's my number one now. So go ahead and talk about what what about Last Crusade you really like and, and, and why you have it number two. Yeah. Um. Again, like we said, this is they're, they're kind of in tears where it's kind of like there's two sections and there's the good ones and then there's the not as good but still good um just not as good and this is definitely where this gets the toughest because they're so yeah, close sure. um because the last crusade i'm gonna sound I'm, I'm gonna talk about this and sound like i'm making an argument for it to be the best of the of the series um it does all of the tropes and it does them as well if not better than any of the other movies um you add 
the talent of Sean Connery, which is a huge point for the movie. Yeah. Um, so you get some serious notes from him. You get funny comedy elements, the interactions between Indy and his dad, and then Indy and Marcus and his dad and Marcus are all hilarious. Um, this movie also does a really, really good job of the Harrison Ford one-liners. Mm -hmm. yeah, this definitely. is one of the best cases for just the super funny indie one-liners and Harrison Ford does this in all of his movies. Um, this is, you know, him put, put really putting on a show. You could tell that for these two movies in particular, he really, really enjoyed getting to make these. Yeah. Um, so there's that, this one is all over the place. They kind of one upped the um, truck fight in the first movie, which we'll talk about in a little bit, said, huh, how can we make that better? Let's have him fight a Nazi again yeah. and be punching Nazis in the face. But what if he was on a tank? Mm -hmm. And so we'll put him on a tank in the middle of the desert. And then at the very end, we'll fake his death. And that'll make it look <laughs> like the fight was just that much tougher. Yeah. Um, so they do a really, really good job of that in this movie. Um, you know, you get really, really funny elements. The interactions between... Indy and Elsa are really good. Um, the scene where they have to go to Berlin and he accidentally gets Hitler's autograph is really oh, funny. So good. Uh, it's, it's a really, really good scene. Um, and again, just the goofy, funny interactions between Indy and his dad are absolutely hilarious. And you get like Indy being the true action hero. And then you also get the times where like the wisdom of his dad kind of shows through and ends up doing so doing something funny. Like the scene where he runs out with his gun, he's going to shoot the fighter plane out of the sky with his revolver and he runs out of bullets. And then his dad just looks at the birds and pops his umbrella out and scares them all up and you know, knocks the plane out of the sky with that. So you get all that, you get Sala back again, which is, you know, always part of a good indie movie. Um, and just the, you know, the travel throughout it is all really, really good. Um, I feel like I can't really say enough good things about The Last Crusade. Um, this one is, it might be the funniest Indiana Jones movie. I, I think it is. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so there's that in favor as well. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. And of course it has that, that send off that they wanted the entire time of the entire crew riding out of, out of, well, in real life, out of Petra riding mm, yeah. off into the sunset and what they intended to be the end of the series, yeah. um, is just fantastic. So again, there's, I can't say enough good things about it. I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it's, yeah. where it stands for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, the one trope that it is missing is the, the fight with the big burly, uh, henchman. Cause that apparently yep. they edited that out, which is funny. It was like, it was a, a deleted scene, um, which is surprising to me just because of, uh, what we know about this franchise in their tropes and how they do not shy from reusing them. So um, that's one that they did not have in this movie, but everything, everything you said, the, uh, that you said, I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, obviously the music's incredible. Um, the one thing I will say is like, for me, it's just kind of like splitting hairs between 
Last Crusade and Raiders. And for me, the father-son dynamic is so good beyond the fact that Sean Connery is just great. So like, even if they weren't father-son, having him would be an addition, but having um, their dynamic and getting to see Indy in a different light. He's always been the one that is mm-hmm. um, cocksure. Like he knows what he's doing. He's, you know, um, even even if he doesn't know what he's doing, he acts like he does and kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah. But with his father, he's constantly second guessing himself and the way that they show you their dynamic and their relationship and what's happened in the past, the way that they give it to you. Um, there is some exposition where they give it to you, but they also give it to you in ways like how does Indy act around his father? How does he behave around his father? Mm-hmm. That can tell you things about their relationship and, and where, you know, what's going on in the past. Um, and that's just like incredible storytelling and incredible acting. So I'm, I'm always going to enjoy that. And the, the thematic richness of that pairing is really enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, not, inter- it's not a knock on, on Raiders. It's just like, where can I separate the two? Yeah. Just interject really quickly. And I don't know, I meant to bring this up earlier. I watching a, it was an interview with Steven Spielberg yeah. about this, about this movie and about Temple of Doom. And when they brought Sean Connery on and they were making Temple of Doom, that movie primarily existed because Harrison Ford wanted to be James Bond and they wanted to create a James Bond type character. And so they said, "Okay, well, you know what? We're going to put Harrison in Sean Connery's suit and put him in this casino and in this fancy surroundings. And we'll do this as a demo tape for Harrison Ford as james bond and then lo and behold a few years later he ends up being in the last crusade with james bond so yeah. um kind of a fu- kind of funny how that turned out obviously the uh you know that didn't turn out for him but um you know just kind of a funny uh funny turn of events mm-hmm. when working on that yeah so i mean you can we can dive into the nitty-gritty with these these last two movies but you know they're incredible. They're exceptional. We've kind of highlighted the best parts of them. There's really nothing in either one of them that I would say like is a huge reason why it should be above or you know why it should be lowered. Like some huge knock on it. Um, it's just a matter of preference and in what hits you the right way or you know. Um, so I think we can go ahead and move on to my number two and your number one, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, I mean, this is the classic, right? Go ahead and 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 talk. Go ahead and give your thoughts for Raiders here. Yeah. So Raiders of the Lost Ark is you know, obviously where the entire story began, where everything started for me and for the entire series. Um, it's, you know, I, I guess, you know, all of the tropes about it being the first in the series hold true. It's the one that really set the pace and set the standard for what Indiana Jones was going to be. The way they introduce him, they're you know exploring through the jungle and you immediately find out everything that you need to know about him. You know, he's leading this huge, this expedition into the jungle, into this really foreboding place, seeking something that is of unspeakable value. And, you know, his, you know, he's, super smart he's athletic he's you know courageous and all these things that he's doing and you know, as a kid watching that you absolutely eat that up yeah um <laughs> i mean what you, you talked about earlier all these superhuman things that he does indiana jones is probably 
uh, other than like a Batman type character, the most like down to earth version of what a superhero could possibly be. Yeah. Um, it's probably Indiana Jones. Um, so the last or not the last crusade um, Raiders, you know, it just established all that very, very early on. Um, you know, it's got great characters, you know, of course, what's a better villain than Nazi Germany in the thirties, you know, everything that we all know in history to have had happened, wasn't known at this time, other than they just weren't real great. Um, on the international scene. So seeing that, you know, portrayed that, you know, even in the thirties, we don't like the Nazis um, was, you know, what better way to cre create a villain than that. And then, um, you know, just create this struggle between Indy and the group that he's with trying to, um, you know, work, work against that for this, you know, unspeakable power that they lay out in the Ark of the Covenant and they do a really good job of making it, it's this mysterious kind of, you know, the music, the, the arc itself has a theme in this movie. And it's almost a, a character the same way that like the shark and Jaws or the alien are. Um, it's, you know, a character in the movie. So that's always super interesting. Um, this one has a great cast as well. Um, you know, you've got Sala and Marion again, early on in the movie you've got alfred molina which i always forget is in there and then i see Me him too. super young i'm like oh there he is yeah um so that's really great paul freeman's another one um the villain is really really good and they do a good job of making him kind of the you know more sophisticated version of indy um and they, like there's you know a whole scene about how similar they are and that conversation but um you know this one also you know, establishes the trope of the you know big muscly fight scene yeah. with the guy, um, which you know as we we learned they're it's the same guy in all yeah. of those fight scenes, which is absolutely incredible. It's like they just picked some some big strong man to be the guy that Harrison Ford gets to fake fight in all of his movies. Yeah, uh -huh. so like the 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 guy that in this movie he is the guy that Indy fights. The German um, guy with the mustache by the plane. The airplane. And he so that and then in Temple of Doom, he's the slaver. Um, and he was cut from the Last Crusade. There, there's, Last a fourth, Crusade. there's a fourth. Well, he's role. also he, there's two of them. Oh, in he's this the guy movie. that he's, he's the, the guy, guy with the shoots, sword. Which the, flinging the swords, second yeah. layer, the, the second <laughs> layer of the of that of that story is they were on set. They were at destination filming that scene. Yeah. And Harrison Ford had gotten food poisoning or and had dysentery yeah and they're filming the scene they're you know he's searching the city trying to find marion and nature calls so he suddenly needs to go find a restroom and has to figure out a way to end this scene yeah. so he goes well the guy's got a sword i guess we'll just do this and he whips out his pistol and shoots him yeah. and that's another scene that really establishes the character of um of indiana jones and kind of also just plays into all of the great ad libs like there's there's a whole reddit chains about the great ad lib moments of harrison ford yeah. and that's to me that's probably one of the greatest ones that or the i love you i know from star wars um those are definitely the top two but um you know you get this super cool like cowboy looking guy that's 
a cowboy but not a cowboy um you know you get the car chase scene in that fight is always great um it all the whole way through it's a shockingly quick movie i will say because you're just enjoying it from beginning to end there's no part of the movie yeah. like that's paced poorly um if it weren't for the fact that it were so so campy i guess and so uh so tropey and kind of cheesy i would say it's another one that probably verges on being a perfect movie yeah um so that that's kind of where i go for it that to me is why i have last crusaders a little bit higher and i think that, that if you're going to pick one of them that has that i could see as being perfect it's more class crusade there's some actors that are background actors this is like nitpicking to the extreme um that have some cheesy over the top delivery in some of the moments where you know it it's not even, not even really worth mentioning. It's just nitpicking to the point where it's like, why is it even worth mentioning? Um, but, you know, this is a classic for a reason. It's an incredible movie for a reason, and it's beloved by millions for a reason. Um, you know, the bad guy, the guy says, he gets his his hand scarred by the medallion. Like, that guy's mm-hmm. kind of over the top. He's kind of cheesy. He's also menacing. So he does his job, you know, well. It fits the era. It's just a matter of whether or not you feel like it fits still today. You can it was you can tell it was it feels like it was made in the seventies, even though it came out in nineteen eighty one. It feels like it was maybe even trying to pay homage to movies that were that came before it. Um, and so it doesn't feel as much like an eighties movie. It feels more like a seventies movie. Um, and so for some people that can be a bit of a turnoff. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I think if you think this is a bad movie. I just think you're wrong, <laughs> but I can see why you wouldn't like this one as much as Last Crusade. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like I, I you can't talk about. I, I I don't want to just like repeat everything you said, right? So, um, there's the soundtrack. Obviously, is incredible. I don't know if you mentioned that yet or not, but I mean, that's kind of case. That's kind of um something that's understood. Like if you you don't mention Indiana Jones and not think of the soundtrack and think of how good that is. Um, Marion's theme is really great on top of just having the Raiders theme. Um, and this is where we get the start of, you know, Indy, Marion, and uh, Sala, you know, who are all in several movies together. I think that they're, I think that Sala's in three and Marion's in three, which is funny because mm-hmm. Marion's not in the third movie and Sala's not in the fourth movie, but they're still all three in three of movies together. Yeah. Um, because Marion's in four and five, and Sala's in three and f- three and five, um, and then Brody, who's in lots of movies as well, he's in three. Um, he, I don't remember. I don't remember him. He's not. He's not in two because two doesn't never. That's the thing about Temple of Doom is it never goes to the professor. It, it never goes to the college, no. um, which is a weird thing. Um, so you know, it's just you know, it's an incredible movie. I'm assuming you've seen it. I'm assuming you, if you're listening to this, you love it. So I'm not gonna um just waste your time by telling you how good it is you know how good it is <laughs> but it's an incredible movie so um okay i think that you know we've, we've covered all five movies so let's real quick run down your list again go from five to one on your list all right so five to one i had dial of destiny temple of doom kingdom of the crystal skull last crusade and raiders of the lost ark all right and so my list was obviously pretty similar Five, I had Temple of Doom. Four, I had Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Three, I had Dial of Destiny. Two, I had Raiders of the Lost Ark. And one, I had The Last Crusade. Um, those are our lists. Let us know your lists if you uh, have any big differences from either one of us. 
Uh, it wouldn't shock me if people had small differences. It might shock me if you had a big difference. Um, Christian, do you believe Disney Lucasfilm when they say this is the last movie? I I do. I think it needs to be. I think it has to be. He's I too think, old. <laughs> yeah, and you no, you cannot recast Indiana Jones. That no, is, no, no, no. That is. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's eighty. What eighty? He's he'll, he's turning eighty one in a few days. Eighty one, eighty two, something like that. Yeah, so he's turning eighty one in three days. We're recording it on July tenth. This is coming out on July seventeenth. So he'll be eighty. He'll be eighty um, one when they, when this comes out. So he's too old to make another movie. Uh, even if they started right now, like what, what would you do that's different than what you did in yeah, Dial of Destiny? There's not really that, anything else for indie like, to do. Yeah. So. Um, I think with that we're we're good to go. So again, like I said, let us know. You know, where do you differ from our list? Where do you agree? But other than that, Christian, thanks again for joining us. Uh, had a good time talking about you know one of our one of our favorite characters mm-hmm. of all time. You know, Han Solo. I mean, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that with that, the next episode we're gonna have is if you were at John and Rebecca's wedding, the one that John gives the independence day speech in the top five disney animated movies from 2000 to 2012 uh that's going to be a week after this so um i think it's all we're going to do for today so we'll see you all next week